if you tuned into part one, then you know we're talking about making Bible study a part of your homeschool. And that was around some of the inspiration for how to use it. And in this episode, we're going to talk about some of the different resources that we use along with the Bible, the versions, all of that, and then how we use it. So if that's something that you know that you're curious about, then go ahead and tune in. You heard me talk about my orange turmeric in the last episode. And so what is your favorite drink? Go ahead, grab that, and let's do it. Just like the safety instructions on an airplane, we must secure our own oxygen mask before helping others. Well, this is your reminder to put your oxygen mask on. Hi, I'm Inga, a certified life coach and educator with over 30 years of experience in curriculum and instruction. As a homeschooling mom of four, I understand the challenges and the overwhelm that can come from trying to juggle it all. In this podcast, we'll explore practical tips to prioritize our holistic well-being and simple steps to make homeschooling a little bit easier so you can stress less and enjoy more. Sometimes, we just need a reminder to take a pause, prepare, and recover from the demands of homeschooling and life. To be still and remember that He is God and that we can do all things, and that includes homeschooling our children through Christ who strengthens us. And so, friend, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Welcome, welcome to the Catch Your Breath podcast. I am Inga, and I'm excited that you have joined me to learn some more about making Bible study a part of your homeschool journey. And if you are back again from part two, from part one, or you've been listening to the podcast on a regular Hello, what's up? Thank you so much for being here. I am always honored when you join me again and when you're telling other people. So I just want to thank you so much. We are going to dive into the different resources that we use, the different versions and all of that. But before we do, you know that I must check in. So how are you doing? You know, as I started thinking about the fact that I wanted this to be an opportunity for A, you to catch your breath, but also for you to check in with yourself, I went back and forth about how weird it would be to be asking this question on one side and not really having the answer and how weird you might think that I am. And isn't that the way that it always is? We want to do a thing, but we're like, I don't know how people are going to take to that. And I just want to thank you for those of you that have told me that you actually appreciate the check-in, that you look forward to it. That, it warms my heart in a way that you can't even understand. It is confirmation that I am doing what I was called to do. And I love being here with you. I love encouraging you. And I love imagining you asking yourself that question and then thinking about the answer. And most importantly, then thinking about when I ask, what do you need? thinking about you thinking about that and then actually determining that you're going to give yourself what you need. That is where I, it makes everything worth it. So I would love to hear more of your feedback on this. If this has touched you in a certain way, if there's an episode that's really resonated with you, shoot me an email, leave a review, share with others. That is how I know that I'm actually speaking to you. I'm talking about what you want to talk about and it's encouraging you. And so we started to talk about the different inspiration that we have around reading the Bible. And now I really want to get into 
what are the things that we use and then how do we use it I also want to encourage you that you can use other resources to explain and to draw them back to the Bible. As I said, Indescribable is one, and you're going to be getting the the newsletter that has all of some, not all, but some of the resources, our favorite resources. But one I want to tell you about is called The Bible Made Easy for Kids. And the reason why I want to tell you about this one is because of where I got it. And actually, as I'm saying it, I don't remember if it was a Publix or a Jewel because I might have gotten it when we were in Chicago. But this was just a book that I saw. And I think it was actually even before I was like officially homeschooled. And I think there were like maybe three. And it's by Dave Strayler, which I'm not sure. Strayler. Strayler. I'm not sure what, how to pronounce his name. But I'm going to have it in there. And I, when I saw it, because it's very colorful, it said a fun, informative, and faithful journey through the Bible. And when I opened it up, it's very different in that it breaks down these different stories in just a very different way and it has like for instance one of the things that we use is in the very beginning of the book like in the first 20 or so pages it talks about the promises of God and why it's so important and then it goes through and gives you about 20 or so promises of God and so we've been able to use that to go through read them see what they say why does it matter and I love that because it kind of has it all in the same place. And then it has questions they can ask. It talks about the command. It talks about the meaning of words. And so this has been and is one of those tools that helps them to get back into the Bible. So when I think about resources that we can use for Bible reading, it should take us back to the Bible, not away from the Bible. And that is why I love that one. Sometimes you can read a devotional and it'll give you a little snippet of like a verse that's in the Bible. And so that I think is good for devotion. But for Bible study, I believe it needs to be something that takes us back to the Bible. And that's why I love that one for your children. And that one can be like if you wanted to do a Bible class within your homeschool as one of your electives or even a part of your history, your reading, whatever it is, that's something that you can use. The other things you can do around including the Bible, is memorization, which is wonderful because we should hide God's word in our heart. We can use, we can also do topical in the Bible where we're we're talking about something very specific. Like I told you, the Bible that I'm using this year is about our spiritual disciplines and it has all these different topics that I'm able to pull a bunch of passages and not just like small verses but whole passages that help you to see how we implement that so we can do that but also teaching them exegesis and being able to take a scripture and go all the way down so the adore that we've been doing I think that's the name of it um, with the first second and third John that's what she's doing and then because of that because always when I'm learning I want to teach them what I'm learning that's what they're learning about and we're breaking it down and making sure we understand and then we've done that with Proverbs when we've read a a Proverbs every day and been able to talk about what do these different things mean how are they applicable where are we seeing them in other places in the Bible so many different ways for you to dive into the Bible Also teaching them how to take the words of the Bible and pray those as prayers. Helps them to see that those words have meaning and that they can take those and apply them to their life. Remember that in order to make Bible time a practice, 
something that they will want to do. It has to be consistent. But I want to make sure that consistency looks different for different people. And I truly believe that. I was of the belief in the beginning that consistency meant I do the same thing every day at the same time, all the time. And whenever I felt short, fell short of that, I felt like a failure. And when you sit in the place of feeling like a failure, it's hard to move from that to go back in and start to do the thing. Because you can't feel like a lot of times like you're winning or that you can win because you're sitting in failure. So all you can see is the failure rather than. And so as you're going from failure to the practice, you just see what you didn't do. And you're thinking about all of that you didn't do and thinking, well, here we go again, but I'm probably going to mess this up again. As opposed to, to starting from that place of we were able to do these things. And so let's see how often I can do this again. And that's what I think was helpful for me is to say, what can I be consistent in? Consistency in pursuing this practice is what, what it started out for me when I needed to make it consistent. And then celebrating my when we did it, the process of us getting there and say, okay, we did do it. So we got three out of five or whatever it is to to really be able to recognize that consistency means continuing to persist continuing to pursue continue to continue to try to get this practice into place and then to be able to say we are getting there step by step so it may be that we just start with the scripture a small scripture here rather than you know going all in and saying we're going to read the whole bible and then feeling like a failure by February if we haven't done it or saying yes we're going to read the whole bible and so wherever we're going to start and wherever we leave off we're going to pick up again rather than spending that time blaming yourself because you didn't read as much as you wanted to read or you did Monday and Tuesday and you missed Wednesday that you just pick up on Thursday where you left off on Tuesday and you keep going and you thank God that you have the ability to keep on reading but that consistency is just to continue to try to make it a habit that you are going to continue to pursue it Remember that as we're doing this, I think that it is key that we're talking about the practices that we're doing and what we're reading. But I know that sometimes it is scary to talk about the Bible because we feel like, what if I say something wrong? What if I get it wrong? I know I say whenever I start talking about it and I have that anxiety, like I'm reading, I, I'm, I'm trusting the words that God has placed in my heart. But when I come to say it to you or when I come to say it to somebody else, I always feel like I have to preface it. I'm not a theologian, so don't come for me. <laughs> you know, you hear me say that. It's because that feels, there's a lot of pressure around that. We feel really afraid that we're going to say something wrong and we're going to get it wrong. But I also believe that the devil will use anything and, and can use anything. And so if you live, stay in that fear, he's going to keep you from talking about it. So pray Ask God for the discernment. Ask God to give you wisdom and then talk to your children and be honest with them. I don't know everything. We can look at this commentary and see if there's anything else that we're missing. We can pray about it. This is what I think. And let's pray that God can give us answers. And then a fun thing is be able to listen to them. Have those good discussions and listen to what they think about it. What are they getting from it? And commend them for for allowing God to speak that to them and if they are saying this is what I think and it is say you're really paying attention to that and you're really praying about that or if you don't know say let's pray about it and see 
where we land with that. And then if there are older mentors, Titus 2 men or women in your lives that know more about the Bible, that you say, hey, let's talk to them about it. Uh, my best friend's husband is a pastor. And so I love being able to say, hey, do you mind if we ask him this question? Where can we find more information about it? So they can recognize that it's okay not to know everything, that you're in the process of learning with them. I also want to leave you with just a reminder that your Bible reading practice will look different as your children grow. And so when they're young, it might just be Bible stories. You might just focus on that. You might just have a Bible, I forgot what the name of it's called, but the Jesus Bible, the Jesus storybook, something like that. It'll be in the resource guide, <laughs> but um, you might just start out with that. We have one that it was actually very surprising. It was a humor Bible or something like that. And so that's when they were kind of in that age where I needed to kind of entertain them a little bit. So it can look different. It could be that you're just reading through blessings and that's okay. When they're now transitioning to being able to read on their own, you might have the ICB, I think it is, the International Children's Bible, where it's more in line with their reading levels or even something less than that that just has smaller passages for them to read. You may have them read along with you. You may do the reading um, where they're just listening to you. You may decide to read through the Bible or just read through a book of the Bible or just read through the New Testament. You may do, as I said before, to read a Proverbs of the day, or you can even meditate on the same passage. When we are, we're trying to, now that everybody's older, we're expanding the amount of verses that we're learning rather than you know a shorter memory verse where it's sometimes five to ten verses that they're learning and so we might just stick on that and meditate that meditate on that every day so they understand the words that they're learning you may have them just recite it if they're younger just to repeat after you you may begin your day with a daily verse that matters to your family. You may choose a verse or a scripture or a passage for your school year, and that's the one that everybody's learning and you're meditating it to. Or you may have a family verse or a life verse that you guys use and you just say over and over again. I believe that there's grace for all of the different ways that we approach Bible study. I think the most important thing is that we do it, is that we are intentional about making it a part of our homeschool journey and when we do that I believe that we will be blessed we'll see the blessing in our homeschool we'll be see the blessing in our life and we can pray that what we're doing now as we instill it in our child's our children for the 18 years that we have them that it is now something that is in them all of what we did that hopefully when they leave our home they'll be doing it but if they don't for whatever reason it's their path their journey that all of what we've put in them is there. I pray for your children, as I pray for my children, that the Bible will become a part of their life that they can't live without. I even pray, I know for my children, that when they think about homeschooling, one of my things we talk about when we do that blueprint is to think about what's your what, what do you want your children to be able to say. One of the things I want them to be able to say when they leave our home is the Bible was a major part of our homeschool like we started with it it was throughout it was something that I want them to be surprised <laughs> that that is not something that's just normal for everybody I want them to think that this is what this is what you do you just have the bible you have many bibles and you use them all the time 
I pray that that's what they will have. That it will that word will be so inbred in their heart that when they can't hear my voice in their mind in their hearts saying remember that they'll hear the word of god they'll hear the scripture they actually they'll hear that before they hear my word my that they'll remember scripture it'll just come to them when they're about to make choices that is my hope for them and i pray for that for your children as well there's just so much that i want to share with you because i want you to truly be encouraged and i want you to have as much resources and as much information as possible that doesn't overwhelm you but encourages you give you some choices and helps you to be able to do this with more confidence more joy and absolutely as least amount of stress as possible i hope this was helpful let me know come into the group and look for that newsletter that's going to give you some information about these different ones and then come into the group and tell us what your favorite Bible study resources that you use or what's your favorite Bible practice. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses it understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.